During my time in undergrad, I had to take a class called Science Matters, and the running joke on campus was, it doesn't. Welcome back to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight. And yeah, we definitely treated Science Matters like a blow-off class for sure. We didn't even have to go every week. It was every other week, once a week, to show up for this class. And it wasn't even like high school level science. It was like middle school level what we were covering. But we all had those classes, you know? We all had those classes that we treated like blow-off classes. And I'm sad to say that I did not have a good mentality the first time I had to take an intercultural ministries class because confession time, I treated it like a blow-off class. And I'm kind of sad that I did. But at least I get a redemption arc here. So let's talk about intercultural ministry and why it matters because it does it does matter despite what uh what i may what i may have used to think i know i possibly others as well listening to this have treated the subject of intercultural ministry as something for missionaries that won't really affect those of us who are who are not going outside of the states that is absolutely not true we're starting off a new series this week on intercultural ministry as I'm working through the working through the class. It's been going, the class itself has been going for a few weeks now. And over the past few weeks, I have really had to stop and think about what I even wanted to talk about on today's episode. Because to to talk about like to talk about this. Like, where do you begin other than what I'm laying out a little bit of why it matters? You know, I think that's where I think that's where we're going to land today is talking about why intercultural ministry matters, why you should care about studying cultures to minister. If you're going to minister even here in the United States, why this conversation matters if you want to be a healthy, functional person at your home church, why this conversation matters, I'm pretty sure that's where we're going to land today because we've covered so much about worldviews and perspectives and all these different things. And part of me still, you know, like I said, this is my second go through on this type of a class. I feel underprepared to properly talk about this and not screw this up. Other things, I almost every single, yes, every single course that we have talked about here on the show for two and a half years now, year and a half now, excuse me, for the past year and a half, I have felt confident sitting down behind the mic to talk about whatever it is we're going to talk about. I'm not that confident to sit here and adequately talk about other cultures because one, I don't want to misrepresent them. And two, this is an area of my life, clearly, as I indicated a minute ago, this is an area of my life that I've had to grow in. You know, I went to class, I showed up for class, and I didn't care. I didn't care back then. You know, uh, Grace College had a big missions conference every year, and I, I didn't hate it, but I just had some apathy towards it. I felt like this was like the week where we got to be shamed for not wanting to go into missions anywhere else. Like I, I really had, I don't know why 
but I really had a very negative view towards studying cultures and learning about what God is doing around the world. I don't know why I had this idea. I I hope this isn't an American thing. I really hope that this is like a like a me thing. By the way, I apologize if you can if you notice the long pauses and can hear me swallowing into the mic. I I apologize for that. I am battling a cold so either I pause and take a drink every once in a while or I'm going to be hacking up a lung <laughs> into the mic. So you tell me what you want to listen to. Um I yeah, I just I I care about missionaries. I I used to pray for missionaries, but when it came to me being confronted with the idea that there are different cultures and that that matters and that I should prayerfully consider doing missions or hear about what all these different missionaries are doing around the world. It's almost like I took offense to that. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it did. I genuinely, I don't know who I'm apologizing to. I guess if you're sitting there, sitting there offended at me, then I'm apologizing to you that I had this mentality. Um, yeah. I was very disgruntled having to go to, sessions and breakouts and class on this i was very disgruntled and i apologize for that i apologize that i did not have a true heart for missions and that i didn't care about other cultures i do really apologize for that do really apologize for that in the end i didn't really think god was calling me outside into a foreign mission field situation which is fine i actually feel very I feel very passionate about my area of Northwest Indiana, and I do also like the area of Warsaw as well, where Grace College is. Poland's cool too, but Warsaw, Indiana is pretty cool. Um, but I do care a lot about what's going on here in Northwest Indiana and how I can speak to them. But even at that, one thing that we were presented with was a census breakdown of cultural diversity by state so like basically each um county of a state was colored a certain way to show to the degree of diversity in that county and i am in the most diverse county in the state of indiana that's con that's even considering indianapolis like the actual big city granted i'm so near chicago that's probably what persuades it but yeah I'm in the most I'm in the most diverse area of the state. I don't. And apparently I still didn't care. But now I do. Because intercultural ministry does matter. So here's what's coming up here on the show for the next few weeks as we explore why culture matters and why it matters that we know that cultures are different. The next two weeks we're going to be featuring a couple missionary interviews next week my friend jamie will be on the show to talk about his unique calling in missions and then the week after that my old college buddy nate harley will be on the show to talk about doing missions down in uruguay so be looking forward to that also based off of something i posted on social media you know i usually like to try and get around to talking about some of the books it's actually been a while since we've done one whole case study on one book. 
back during Leadership 101, I did like the whole episode talking about all four books. But I think we're going to do a deep dive into, I got a little bit of social media buzz when I said that one of the books I'm, I'm going to be reading is called Misreading Scripture with a Western Eyes. We haven't had to read it yet at the time of the recording of this episode. I have not had to read it yet. I should probably look to see when that is going to happen, but that will be an episode coming up. We're going to do a full book review, deep dive into that, talking about that. There may be a few other things on the way as well, but today I want to lay the groundwork so that way I can go back in time. You know, you ever heard that thing of like, if you could go back in time and tell younger you something, I would tell younger me, get over her. She doesn't like you. And also pay attention to your intercultural class. Because it matters. And this is why. First off, as I talked about earlier, you can be in one of the blandest states in the in the 50 U.S. states in the District of Columbia and still be in a very diverse area. I am in one of the most diverse areas of the state. So that means I am going to run into people who do not look like me, who do not think like me. Diversity is everywhere. And you know what? This was an old census, too. So it's possible that it's even more diverse now. The world has also gotten a lot smaller. I am talking into a microphone that people all around the world are listening to, which reminds me, don't forget, every Friday, I'll be going live or posting a reel on Facebook and Instagram calling for prayer for the nations. Each week, I'm going to walk through a couple of the different countries that are listening to the show and calling for a time of prayer for these countries. You can either pray along with me, or if you are also a content creator, consider going through your list of countries. We all have that demographic figure somewhere on our dashboard. Go through that list as well and privately pray for all of those countries. Anyway, the world is smaller. The world is more diverse. You're going to run into people who think differently from you. And if you're going to adequately minister to someone, even here in the United States, then you need to be able to talk to them and relate to them. Which means you're going to need to know how they function. Culture, worldview, values, beliefs, all these different all these different factors can shape us and contribute into making us who we are, how we think, how we operate, how we communicate with others. And you could come from a high context society where you speak uh, very, you, where you have to read in between the lines of what someone is saying, look at the nonverbals, ask what's not being said to understand what the actual message is. Or you could be, you know, here in the United States in a low context where we're straight to the point and we get straight to the point and we're very just like in your face about things. We are apparently very in your face to other countries because we're so direct all of the time. And knowing those things Knowing those type of things of how a person from another culture operates, knowing those things contributes to how you minister them, to them. If somebody finds it offensive to be that direct in, your, in how you communicate to them, then you need to learn how to communicate with them. This is a big thing. I, I, I've been doing youth ministry for the past couple of years. And this is something I really push on guys when they give me, when they ask for come to me for dating advice, 
guys always want to know what's, you know, Brandon, you're a successfully married person. What is, what's some tips you have for me for dating? And I always tell them, one of the things I always tell them is figure out what your, your girlfriend, what her primary way of communication is and do it. You know, one guy was like, so like, figure out what she likes, figure out what I like. And I, we meet halfway. And I said, no, you, you communicate the way that she likes to communicate. If she texts, you text her. If she likes phone calls, you call her because you're showing intentionality in that you care about somebody. So you're going to communicate their way. And it's the same thing with intercultural ministry. If we want to actually show that we care about somebody, let's just peel it back. A bunch of white guys in the same room, okay? A bunch of Americans in the same room. We always talk about how you have to get to know a person. Do one of my least favorite cliches in Christianity, life on life with one another. Doing life with each other. We do these things that way we learn how to care about each other, to build community and fellowship and all the other the buzzwords, right, guys? Like all the other words. This counts for intercultural ministry. The thing is, it just may not be the same way that you talk to everybody else. And even just like, I keep talking in generalities, you can be a guy like me, a dude from the Midwest, born and raised here in Northwest Indiana. You could be here your whole life, and yet you could operate differently from the norm one thing that was talked about was um, oh, I can't think of the exact words now, but it's the cultural difference of some people come from a context where it is normal to be very emotional and expressive. And then there's others who come from a more neutral emotion place where you don't communicate with hand gestures and raising and lowering your voice. Again, it's kind of this directness thing. Actually, it's not even directness. It's just like very, like, very calm, very muted. I'm very emotional. I'm very animated. I'm very hand gestures and voice go up and down. And I have been scolded for that. I've been, I've been scolded for the way that I communicate. Too many hand gestures. People read into how I use my hands sometimes and they think I'm being emotional and irrational where this is, it's just part of how I talk is to flail my hand around while I'm speaking. And on the flip side, I have a hard time talking to one of my best friends. She, uh, she doesn't like has very much facial response whenever I'm talking to her. And it's not that I don't think I'm boring her because she's never like shown disinterest in what I was talking about. She's just not very expressive when I talk to her. And if I'm telling a joke, it has to be really funny in order for her to really laugh at it. That's, that's just how she is with everybody. She has just a more neutral approach to interpersonal communication that way. So to show that we care about people, we need to understand that how they communicate is different. And one way to get a general idea of the differences is to study anthropology, to get into intercultural ministry courses. 
another reason why this matters is because it puts a big old mirror up on our own culture. The Bible, in f- the Bible, the gospel is to go and confront culture. Okay. Countercultural. I'll throw more buzzwords around. I'll throw more cliches around. The Bible is also applied culturally as well. You're going to hear a lot about that when uh, Nate's on the show, actually, talking about uh, a couple different ways that Scripture is applied differently in Uruguay. But the Bible is to confront culture. Now, that can sound like a lot of things. Culture wars and fighting against wokeism and social justice and blah, blah, blah. That's not where I'm going with this. Okay? I'm talking about things like how here in America we care most about ourselves. How we care so much about individualism to the point of like, it's all about me and no one else. I'm talking about how justice is for my people. Everyone else, you know, sorry, you're out of luck. You know, justice can apply for my specific group or, you know, the groups that I like, but it's not for everyone. Equality is, it's it's such an oxymoron. We talk about how we value equality and we really don't. Just if you look and act like the, the popular group, then you get equality. Culture, excuse me, intercultural ministry studies matter reading books about other cultures matters because it shows a mirror of how of these areas that we are blind to that we very much we very much fall into these mirrors are brought up of how other cultures view us as just these like people who don't care about other people who are who we don't care about other people. We're way too personal. We were very direct to an offensive point. And yeah, some of that's going to be stereotyped. And yeah, some of that's probably a negative view. And I'm not saying that all of the American culture is wrong, but it's important for us to know how we are being perceived. That's part of good communication. Again, I think, I think if anything, the, one of the biggest benefits, I guess if I could point to one thing about studying intercultural ministry and reading books about other cultures is that you can at least communicate better. You know, you can communicate that the gospel and that you love somebody and that, <coughs> excuse me, and that you can communicate better when you study this way. Communication is important, and how you're being perceived is important as well. Trust me, I would know. (coughs) Apologies. Trust me, I would know. I've preached messages before, and people come up to me and say things about my message that they perceived from how I communicated it that was absolutely not what I meant. We've all had a misread message before. We've all 
read in between the lines of something that actually we shouldn't have. <coughs> I'm going to have to end this episode early, folks. I'm sorry about this. I was doing really well. Let's try and summarize this before we go then. Why does intercultural ministry matter? Because if you want to communicate the gospel to somebody, you better know how to communicate with them. You better know how they receive messages and how they are perceiving you in the way that you communicate. <coughs> it's also important to know that the gospel confronts culture. And we can get into all the weeds of all the different agendas and blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking about like big, big picture values that we have. Skewed view, vision on justice. Skewed vision on individualism. Things like that. The gospel confronts those things. And the gospel is also applied differently by different cultures. <clears throat> Let's not forget that we are reading a book that, you know, you look at the New Testament, that's at least 2,000 years old in a completely different context. And there are some cultural differences that we have to principalize when we talk about it. And it happens all around the world still, too. Just because we live in America and we apply the Bible certain ways doesn't mean that we are doing it right for everybody. And I think that rubs some of us the wrong way because we think that like truth has one application, but it may look different. Truth may look different in a different context. <clears throat> and over the next couple of weeks, we're going to explore how, what that looks like. We're going to explore what God is doing around the world, and we're going to continue to explore for us as Americans, where are we missing the mark? Where is our culture blinding us in different ways? So I hope you're ready for this ride. It may be more uncomfortable. This may be the most uncomfortable series that we've done so far, but it's okay because the one that's coming up after this is on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. <clears throat> it's going to be very comfortable, very cozy if I'm being honest, more on that in the upcoming holiday party episode. Woo! I'm glad that coughing fit has gone away. I thought I was just going to have to end the episode. But thanks for listening. I'm sorry this was a little choppy. Like I said, I wasn't really even sure where to go with this other than laying this groundwork of this matters. If you want to communicate to someone, to a brother and sister in Christ, you got to know how to speak the way that they speak. You got to learn their culture. <clears throat> like I said, next week is going to be the first of two missionary interviews. My friend Jamie Taves is going to be here on the show. Jamie is a missionary with GoCore and very different. We, we, we've got both sides of the coin. Nate has been serving in Uruguay. Uh, Nate Harley has been serving in Uruguay for five years, associate pastor of a church, kind of a little bit more of like the typical missionary story. You get to hear about that here in a few weeks. Next week, Jamie will be here to talk about making documentaries of what missionaries are doing. Jamie goes, has gone to several different countries to make short film documentaries about what God is doing. So he's going to be here to talk a little bit about what's it like making a documentary. 
but also just some things that he has learned about other cultures and it's going to be, it's, it's really fun. Uh, really glad that both of these guys are able to be on the show. I always have a little bit of hesitation when I ask somebody, but I'm glad this worked. Thanks for listening. You can go into the description of this episode to find links to the website, the merch store. You can always contact the show at email seminary life at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to reach out. I don't promise to book you on my show, but hey, reach out anyway. If you got a question, let me know. And I think that's it. I apologize. It's a little bit of a sloppy episode, but it needed to be made because this is an important subject. And like I said, this uh, here at the end of December, Actually, I think it's Christmas Eve. I think it's literally Christmas Eve. It's going to be the 2022 holiday party. And don't forget, actually, I don't think I've mentioned this yet. You need to go catch up on the show. You need to go listen to your favorite episode again. Because just like last year, throughout the month of December, I'm going to be counting down the top five most downloaded episodes of the year. It's been a really interesting year. Numbers-wise, that'll be part of the holiday party episode. Talking about the numbers. But basically, two episodes dropped. And during the weekend they dropped, they just ran away. Blew everybody out of the water. So if you are behind on episodes, or you just want to give your favorite episode from the year another listen to, this is the time to do it. This is the month to do it. Because at uh how many days are in november is this a 30 day month i don't know that rhyme that you're supposed to learn never helps me yeah 30 days on november 30th at midnight when it clicks over to to december 1st whatever the top five are that's it so get caught up the episodes that came out of in december of 2021 do count towards this so that's the tail end of discipleship methods if you want to go refresh your memory go back and listen to those If you're that one person who really liked the ministry administration series, go back and listen to those. But get a get in get ahead on that. I'll remind you on social media over the next few weeks as well. That is it. Sorry about the cold. Sorry about the coughing. Not sorry about this series. We're gonna take this seriously. We're gonna explore other cultures. We're gonna hold a mirror up to ours, and we're gonna grow. And remember. Theology is for everybody, so keep on studying.